This is the Digital Corporate Communication Podcast. Hello, I'm Dr. Mark Badham. And I'm Professor Vilma Luomaho. Together we research corporate communication at Uvascular University School of Business and Economics. And we are co-editors of the Handbook of Digital Corporate Communication, or DCC. In this podcast series, we interview some of the best corporate communication scholars across the globe. Each one has written a chapter for the handbook. We ask, what is technology changing or not changing in corporate communication? And how are we dealing with the influence of technology? We are talking with Eleanor Colleoni, Assistant Professor in the Faculty of Communication at IULM University in Milan, Italy. Eleanor has been appointed Research Director of the Center for Strategic Communication, And we are talking today with Eleanor about digital corporate communication and corporate reputation. So welcome to the podcast, Eleanor. Thank you. Eleanor, um, let's begin with um, perhaps defining corporate reputation and corporate reputation management. Keep in mind that although we, we refer to corporate in those terms, we're really talking about many types of organizations' reputations, right? Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, and thank you again for having me here. Uh, so the uh, the traditional, uh, let's say, definition is the one by Fonbrun that says that basically uh, corporate reputation is a collective assessment of a company's attractiveness. Uh, and, uh, uh, and but, but why actually uh, corporate reputation is really relevant and it has been actually growing in relevance in the last 50 years. Well, uh, uh, corporate reputation was first developed by uh, economists and in particular uh, game theorists because they were actually trying to um, to assess how we can actually uh, fix market failures, which means that the, one of the key issues uh, when we have to decide what to buy is that we are under what economists call an incomplete information settings, right? So we don't know exactly uh, what, whether the company uh, that, uh, that we are going to buy the product from is good or bad, right? So we need signals. We need like something that would tell us uh, that that company is good uh, while another company is bad. And that's exactly what reputation uh, does for companies, right? And in general for organizations, it's basically telling us, okay, it's, it's basically distinguishing in a market who are the bad guys from uh, the, the good guys. And how this happens, this happens through signals. So companies uh, or even news media or other intermediaries, they send out signals, right, about a company and about their behaviors. And by like sedimenting all these signals, we actually learn who is uh, uh, good, right? And who do we want to buy from? Now, the key point and why it's also um, relevant uh, reputation management is that only good companies will have the incentive, right, to build a real reputation because they know they are good, right? So mm. they will invest in sending like the signals, signals out there in the uh, in, 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 in the market, but also outside the market uh, to make sure that we know that they are um, uh, that they are good, right? And by doing so, reputation is basically also able to uh, uh, to create a sort of a ranking, a natural ranking, so to speak, in a, in a market, allowing us to uh, to uh, to pick the good guys. 
Mm -hmm. Elena, when you speak of signals, what are yeah. these? Yeah, so signals are, uh, so let's take uh, the example uh, for, for us as scholars, right? So a signal is basically, let's say you, you want to go to, if, if you go uh, to, uh, you apply for a job, right? And and the your um, uh, the employer look at your curriculum. If you if you went like you study in Harvard, that's a good signal, right? A signal of competency and quality, uh, because only few people can get into Harvard, right? And so you are kind of sending through these credentials, you are sending a message and say, hey, look, I am very good, right? Because only few people can go to Harvard. And that's exactly the idea of a signal, right? That a signal has to be, in order to be an, an efficient, a good signal, it has to be something that is difficult to achieve, right? Because otherwise it, it would be cheating. So for any company can just like send out a message and say, oh, look, I'm very good, right? But a signal in order to be really uh, able to distinguish between bad and good companies, it has to be like costly, difficult to achieve. Because uh, again, to take the example of Harvard, if anybody could go to Harvard, then Harvard would no longer be like a, a, a signal of, of quality. So signals are like, uh, um, yeah, messages uh, that are uh, difficult of quality, that are difficult to achieve, that allows good companies to emerge. Mm -hmm. Okay, so association to something worthwhile. Is that how you see a signal? Yes, and uh, yeah, exactly. And I think that, uh, well, for us, this has been basically a huge change in the way we conceptualize uh, 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 competition and markets, right? Because we are, we basically, through, of course, the work of like economists like Stiglitz or uh, Akerlof and Spence, who actually, basically all of them, they got Nobel Prizes for this. They started to like question not only how market functions, but the informational aspects of markets, right? Because that's, and th that's the key point. So it's not only what you do, but it's also how you signal, how you communicate in the market, right? Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what reputation does. It's this form of information and communication that you send out that allows people to really understand who you are. Mm. <clears throat> that's good. So yeah, so signaling is a really important concept or idea for corporate communication. So, and, and that relates more to what a corporation or an organization um, does. What about the audience? Um, you do a lot of research, Eleanor, in social evaluation processes and, and dynamics, and with a, with a particular focus on the impact of new communication technologies on these social evaluations. Tell us about that and how that relates to corporate reputation. So social evaluations are like a, a broad, a broadly, yeah, can be like defined as a socially constructed collective perception of firms. So basically, uh, social evaluations encompasses like uh, all the different construct, like uh, status, reputation, and uh, and celebrities. And reputation is one of the social evaluations, right? So for instance, legitimacy, which is another form of social evaluation, uh, capture like the degree of acceptability of a company at the societal level. 
while reputation captures more like the evaluation of the quality, as we were saying, of a company uh, in comparison uh, to other players. So social evaluations are like the overall socially constructed perception of firms by audiences and stakeholders uh, and that are that are out there. So, uh, and of course, uh, uh, new uh, communication technology play a key role uh, in this process of formation of how uh, 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 social evaluations, how we form the ideas of a, of a company, right? Uh, and for instance, and, and in particular through uh, uh, through these, uh, these 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 communication tools uh, like social media, of course, people can directly uh, uh, interact and share opinions with others, with similar others, like with their peers, uh, and basically with no control of companies uh, uh, on on the messages, right? So they can build uh, their own perception of a company kind of in a more independent way, right? From traditional, uh, not only companies, but also from traditional intermediaries, like for instance, uh, um, uh, new um, news media. And uh, so second, another critical point of how new uh, communication technology change uh, uh, social evaluations is uh, um, that, that in, uh, in, uh, through these new technologies, like for instance, social media, of course, information can also spread like and become viral, right? So basically, uh, individuals can have like the power to spread their own point of view to a huge uh, uh, mass right mm -hmm. while in in, uh, in in the past it was only news media that was actually uh, uh, powerful enough right to, to send like information uh, uh, to a large audiences mm -hmm. and uh, um of course, uh, uh, the, um, uh, the the fact that this information can uh, um, can spread with low control or no control is a huge problem, right? As as we discussed, as I discussed, uh, we, we discussed with also my co-authors on the on the book chapter because. Uh, because of course, with uh, this this low control implies that there might be like some fake news that are circulating and information about the companies that are not really uh, true, right? And but still they circulate online, and this is a huge uh, a huge pro problem. Particularly if we also think that uh, fake news now through uh, these new uh, um, artificial intelligence uh, can spread uh, uh, basically on a massive scale in basically real time uh, because of uh, uh, artificial intelligence. And so this uh, implies that we might actually build our uh, opinion, our social evaluation, our evaluation of a company or of an organization based on lies. And so what we were discussing before about the relevance of, co of corporate reputation as like uh, being able to distinguish between good or, or bad guy will not um, apply anymore. So this is the, um, the key issue here. And, and of course, the, and, uh, as uh, the last point on social evaluation, as uh, Mark, you were saying before uh, in, oh, about the audiences, the, one of also the key uh, um, transformations of, of social media is that they allow uh, individuals and stakeholders uh, and activists, right, to organize more easily and with basically no cost and be visible uh, against like the company. So when the company misbehave, they, they, they are there they, and they have actually a voice in this, while before it was very 
time consuming and and difficult for for like activists or stakeholders to kind of pressure companies with social media it is a bit more <laughs> feasible for them right because they are more visible of course this doesn't mean that uh, all the the uh, actions against the the co companies will actually uh, succeed as right so the stakeholders are there they have a voice but what role do stakeholder emotions play when it comes to reputation formation or reputation management? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, so the role uh, of emotions, uh, well, uh, the role of emotion has been under investigated in corporate reputation, that for sure, for many years. And this is because, as I was saying before, uh, corporate reputation was first developed by economists and game theories, right? And so in order to study uh, market equilibrium. And so their assumption was, of course, that we have like this rational human being that try to maximize, you know, its, uh, its interest uh, in the market, right? So they didn't really investigate emotions, but now in, that we, we have more like sociologists and communication scholars investigating uh, corporate reputation, we are starting to realize that actually emotions are key factors driving uh, evaluations uh, uh, of organization. And, uh, and in particular, uh, uh, emotions have been studied in the context of dialogue, right? Between, uh, and, and, and how actually through emotions, uh, um, companies can, well, how emotions can actually uh, um, allow uh, a better dialogue or the other way around, right? They can actually uh, drive uh, uh, the uh, uh, polarizations and basically stop like uh, uh, um, prevent uh, uh, stakeholders to have uh, a good, a successful dialogue with companies. Um, yeah. Thanks, Eleanor. Um, because we're really focusing on digitalization of uh, corporate communication, we really want to ask you, what has digitalization changed, do you think, about corporate reputation and corporate reputation management? What are the main changes? Yeah, so I think that, uh, well, um, from the point of view of the companies and organization, well, this is, you know, uh, <laughs> digitalization is, is great, so to speak, because it has provided companies with tools that would, that, that allow them to really listen to their uh, stakeholders and consumers and to basically adapt to their uh, needs, right? Uh, so for instance, I'm thinking here of like recommendation system and other machine learning uh, algorithms that allow company to basically tailor their message, right? And signals to different audiences. And, uh, uh, and, and in this sense, uh, of course, digitalization offers a uh, uh, really an unprecedented opportunity to uh, uh, to companies and actually um, uh, but but I think that on the other side exactly because there is this process of like uh, that, that allows to tailor more um, uh, the uh, to, to the needs to adjust right to the needs of the stakeholders and the audiences but also that we have this communication that really flows like freely and uh, I think that that the reputation is becoming something that is less accumulated 
and more like constantly earned. So um, just to clarify, <laughs> uh, one of the key uh, assumptions of traditional corporate reputation is that reputa corporate reputation is something sedimented, is something that accumulates over time, right? What we were discussing before you is not enough like to send a signal to make people believe that you're good. It's you have to send multiple signals over time. And this this perception of, of you accumulates, right? And then it, it gets sedimented and then you, you have that reputation. That's why we used to say that reputation is very difficult, it's sticky, it's very difficult mm -hmm. to, to change. But I think that now what happens is that instead is, is, is something that is, it cannot really be like accumulated as we used to think, right? Because there is all these multiple informations going on and companies have to adapt and constantly like monitor and, 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 and justify or like, um, dialogue, right, with this in, in, in different across different audiences uh, and, and multiple arenas. And so what happened is that I think reputation is more short term and more earned uh, uh, than like something that, okay, you send the signals, you send a number of signals, and then this accumulates, and then I have my good reputation. It's something instead that really builds like through dialogue in uh, uh, across multiple audiences and multiple arenas. And, 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 and I think that here, again, digitalization is crucial because, I don't know, it allows to, to like monitor better like the issues that are coming, right? The request of your audiences. So, uh, yeah, I think that corporate reputation management is becoming more close than ever to issue management and crisis management. Mm, that's very interesting. Uh, you mentioned that the digital sphere has allowed companies to reach the citizens or, or customers directly, but are the companies listening and what role does responsiveness and being authentic online play when it comes to reputation? Is it enough just to be there and reach the customers or what are the things that are needed for a good reputation? Yeah, so I think that, uh, well, uh, companies, if companies are listening, I think uh, uh, that's a good question, of course. Um, so, uh, well, 10 years ago, I would say no. Uh, they, are, they, they were not. We ran some studies and it was like crazy to see how the, 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 like the communication of the company was on. We, we analyzed Twitter and we, we saw that like, the company was the companies that we analyzed were like in their own bubble keep it saying you know their marketing thing and communication uh, thing and the audiences were actually uh, completely uh, on on another like like completely far uh, from them or also in the network of conversations but also in terms of topics and so the the companies had like this, again, this old attitude, so to speak, of saying, okay, but it said my voice is strong enough, right? I think that now they changed uh, a lot, right? Uh, and and they, they realized that they actually have to co-create, right? This, this, uh, this perception together with, uh, with their audiences online. And actually when they don't do this for us, I think it's kind of surprising and usually it evolves uh, into a crisis, right? <laughs> right, okay. Thanks, Eleanor. So perhaps we should then ask um, what or has anything not changed despite 
digitalization of corporate reputation management? That's is that a difficult question to answer? No, I think that actually is uh, uh, well. It, 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 uh, it will make happy uh, communication scholars because they kept saying this for like a long time. I think that in the past there was kind of a debate right across uh, economists and communication scholars and sociologists studying uh, uh, reputation on whether there was one reputation or multiple reputations and of course the communication scholars and sociologists that have kind of a more individual right centered approach where Try, we're, we're saying, no, wait, there are multiple reputations that coexist at the same time. It's not true that you have only one simple reputation, right? It's not like the reputation is not the overall sum or average of the different perceptions. But of course, for economists, it was easier, right, to say, okay, no, there is one reputation, there are these signals, these signals sum up to something. Mm. And I think that what, I, what, what now the digitalization makes clear is that actually these sociologists and communication scholars were right, right? So there have always been multiple reputations uh, there that coexist and, and are there at the same time. So it, it, it is not enough to say, okay, uh, we uh, kind of average, right? The different perceptions. Companies, they have to address negative evaluations and social, uh, sorry, and positive evaluations in different ways. And, and I think that, uh, yes, this was always there, but we now really see what it means. So what do you say, do the negative evaluations outpower or overpower yeah. the positive ones? Well, how does how does reputation online work? Yeah, so I think that, uh, uh, well, first of all, uh, also from a, a theoretical right point of view, now we are actually more and more uh, uh, this, splitting like these two things, right? And criticizing the idea that there is this continuum between positive and negative. Mm. Uh, that's, we, we do this like, for instance, legitimacy, we would say, you know, um, in the past we say, okay, it's not legitimate. Now we have studies that address legitimacy and studies that, that address illegitimacy. The same thing for like stigma is the negative social evaluations and reputation is the positive. So we have like uh, also um, uh, in the uh, in, in, in among academic uh, studies uh, reputation now we really like distinguish and we study um, just one aspect, right? And and exactly because we are realizing that these are two different things that play out completely in a completely different way. Of course. Uh, we know from previous studies on news media that negative evaluations uh, are, uh, well, uh, unfortunately, they weigh more, right? Uh, because uh, they tend to be more sticky. They tend to have a, a stronger impact uh, on uh, uh, on companies. But 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 we we still lack a complete theorizing of how this, you know, the positive and negative really. Uh, go together. What I can say that I think I'm now exploring uh, and I would like to explore more is the concept of asymmetry, right? Of asymmetry of, of uh, uh, well, there is a lot of uh, um, studies in psychology that explore this idea of asymmetry. So a negative uh, 
uh, aspect uh, uh, and, and the, the same thing, but the negative aspect and the positive have completely different uh, impacts on the individuals. And I would like to move this also to, to, to corporate uh, evaluation. So this idea of asymmetry of the of, of, of these social evaluations, but we still we're still actually studying and investigating these two separate uh, aspects. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, now that you can manage and manipulate content even online, what do you say would be the dark side or the downside of digital corporate reputation management? Yeah. Um, well, the uh, the downside. Uh, well, of course, yes. There is this idea that you can manipulate, right? So I think that the the, the dark side is when you try to actually uh, build uh, uh, an image that a, or or a reputation based on on fake signals, right? And and that is uh, of course uh, <laughs> is something that can be done today nowadays, exactly because of these new technologies that allow you like to send out a number, a very large number of informations that are, uh, that that kind of manipulate uh, the perceptions. Uh, we are actually still studying, right, to what extent you can actually really send out these fake signals and um, shift the perceptions. We still don't know exactly, you know, whether fake news has only a short-term effect or they, they are also able to have like a long-term effect. Because if you think in terms of fake news, what we see is that they are very good at manipulating like perception in the short term right but by the time and because they want to have like usually they were actually first developed like to have financial gains so that was the idea right so you you would have like this initial bomb impact great impact and then that will quickly quickly disappear once people realize right that this was fake mm. so this is usually what uh, uh, what fake news we heard about in the past. Now it is no longer the case, or we don't know exactly. We are still investigating whether they have actually, they can have a long-term uh, impact. Uh, so I think that, yes, of course, manipulation in the short term can be done. And uh, uh, I, I, I don't think, uh, or I wouldn't recommend <laughs> companies to manage their reputation in that way, of course, because we know that uh, uh, that this is something that cannot be, um, like, you know, you, you can maybe get a, away with, with that, like, one in the short term, but maybe not in the in the long in the long term. Uh, what I'm uh, instead worried about in terms of the downside of corporate reputation management is what I was saying before. Like to think, um, what will happen to to uh, to this construct and to social evaluations in general if actually uh, we. Uh, uh, if really fake news can manipulate and and, and uh, the uh, perceptions of individuals, right? So if we start like living in a fake world, then corporate reputation management will no longer be like, uh, uh, okay, I have a pressure from my stakeholders. I have to show that I'm good. So I will do something, do good, and, and then signal this, right? If uh, uh, we we instead we 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 are going to move in in a world where companies have just to react to these fake signals, uh, then again corporate reputation management will just become again issue management and crisis management. It will no longer be like 
I don't know, it will no longer be this mechanism that ensures that, you know, the stakeholders are able to pressure companies to adapt to, to, uh, to be good because by, by being good, they are then going to be rewarded, right? Because that's what, a, what social evaluation is about in the first place. It's kind of this circle between the society and the companies, right? Individuals, they complain or they force, they pressure companies to adapt. And in order to, 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 to choose them, right? And in order to, uh, to be chosen, then companies adapt. So it's a very positive circle for 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 the society, right? Mm. But but then but but this could break through because of fake news because companies will just have to manage to to spend their time like you know saying denying like no wait I didn't do that or you know fighting manipulations or manipulating themselves. Mm. Uh-huh. Well, uh, we only have a few minutes to go, so yeah, let's um, perhaps. Uh, Maybe you could tell us about an example of Dolce and Gambana in China and how their reputation yes. was affected. Yes. So, uh, well, yes, this is exactly what we were saying before that we are surprised, right? When we see that company again, like nowadays, they're still treating like social media as uh, if they, you know, they don't have a, an impact, right? And that's exactly the case of Dolce Gabbana, uh, because what they they did was of to uh, they 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 were supposed to uh, have like a great show in China because they were uh, trying to get into the Chinese market, and what they did was to uh, uh, to have this top model uh, eating uh, uh, some Italian food with chopsticks. And uh, and and basically, uh, like then having fun over because that was the point, right? And this was of course uh, immediately backfired because of this stereotypical idea of Chinese women, and they immediately organize uh, on through social media to actually uh, uh, say, I mean, uh, criticize the company, and this of course also had an impact on their financial assets, but mostly on their reputation and the way. Uh, they actually Stefano uh, uh, Dolce replied on his account was even more offensive, right? And they didn't realize that there that that they actually uh, uh, what your personal uh, statements on social media are like company statement, and this of course affected their reputation strongly in China and their uh, opportunity to get into uh, the Chinese market for years. And of course, they and apologize and everything, but uh, uh, yeah, but it took them uh, like a few years to go back there. So yeah, uh, it's it's surprising to see that companies, some companies, still do these mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So to close up, Eleanor, what uh, advice would you give for organizations and brands? Uh, who are dealing with corporate reputation management in the digital environment. Yeah. So I think that uh, based uh, on my experience, uh, one, uh, uh, so two two things uh, I would say. One is in terms of measuring uh, corporate reputation online. So many companies have like this kind of naive idea of like just monitoring the sentiment as a proxy for corporate reputation online. And uh, and so they basically end up like uh, being worried about any uh, negative evaluations, right? 
but actually social media doesn't really work that way. So if I have like, a, uh, I have 100 followers or not even like even less, right? And I say something negative about a company, but I'm completely disconnected from others, like in terms of the network, this is not going to have any impact on my company, right? Mm -hmm. While instead, uh, and so they should pay less attention to like this I don't know, linear and traditional way of monitoring and focusing more on the structure of the conversation online. Because if uh, instead I, the same person that is well-connected in a network actually uh, uh, say something negative about the company, this could actually spread quite easily in the network and can have a strong impact. So the point is not the number, the, how many negative evaluations you have, the point is, where these uh, evaluations are in the network of content that every day is created in a network of conversations. And, and yeah, and I think they don't really have any tools, right, that, that is uh, really capturing this aspect because you can create better uh, system, uh, monitoring system, if you start thinking in terms of the network of the conversations instead of just monitoring the single, you know, the individual uh, negative or positive evaluations. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and, and the second thing again is that conversation is key. So, you, well, but, but now we know uh, this is something that, you know, we as communication scholars, we, we, we keep saying, telling them, right? So conversation is key. You need to be part of the conversation because people will talk about you regardless of whether, you know, you are there so try to be there try to shape uh, and and to shape yes the conversation so that's the only thing that companies can really do right in this environment mm. mm -hmm. thanks eleanor this is a very interesting topic it's a very important topic and you've given us lots of food for thought so thank you for coming and sharing with us thank you so much for having me here you were listening to the Digital Corporate Communication, DCC podcast.